set our hearts on Jesus. We can, we can do it at the last 20 minutes. I feel like the worship is, this is exactly what the Lord just wanted to do. And, uh, and I feel like there's an anointing tonight to actually, uh, I know there may be things that are on your heart to pray and yeah, feel free to pray tonight, but I just feel like there's an anointing tonight as we were in worship to pray for the foundation of the church to be reestablished and set upon Jesus. And uh, that it is all eyes on him and that he's calling us on. We'll just speak with us for in a minute, for a minute, before we go into prayer. But that he's taking us, actually, let's do that now. A couple things I just felt, the Lord said, I'm resetting foundations, just as, as tonight as we were just worshiping. And uh, just that he is establishing, first of all, each of us into Christ. And I think sometimes we can just get a little off track. And before I saw the progression of us, the church in Colorado, and I know it goes way beyond that, but uh, those are kind of the first three steps. And uh, As we're part of the church, and as a church is part of Colorado, that there's something that the Lord is 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 doing right now in this season and even just in the shakings that have happened all the things that it's it's shaking the things that can be shaken so that the things that cannot be shaken remain and he's he's resetting the foundation for the church uh because he needs a strong church in this season he needs he needs the strength of the church to be in christ in the holy spirit that it's not by power it's not by might and i think in past seasons we've just seen the church rise up and try to do things, but they're operating in their own power. And there's been a grace, I believe, to, to do some of that in our own power. But we're going to need to operate fully on the Spirit. Our foundation is going to need to be strong in this season because we're going to be doing things way beyond our ability, way beyond what we could possibly ask or imagine. And that requires a strong foundation, fully set on Jesus as the as the cornerstone, as the rock, as the foundation, and then everything built upon that. And I know we I know we know that, but to live it is is another thing because when the storms do come, the, the question is going to be are you getting shaken? And if you're getting shaken, it's because the foundation's not steady. Uh, because things don't shake when you're on the right foundation. They just don't. doesn't matter if things still happen around us, but, but we are not shaken on the firm foundation. There's a strength of the Holy Spirit that empowers us to walk in the midst of the storms. We're the overcomers. But it's not us in our own power. And uh, woke up this morning. Sometimes the Lord will just put something... And I just, I heard these words. I believe it's for us as the church. It's, but I just heard him say this. Part of your story has already been written. The question is, what will you do with the rest of your life? But that rest wasn't the remainder. What will you do with the rest, R-E-S-T, of your life? What will you do with the rest of your life, and it just, it just hit me, and uh, so I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures, it says this in 
In 1 Corinthians 3.11, it says, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one that is already laid. That is Jesus Christ. And if any man builds on this foundation, using all the elements, the gold, silver, costly, stones, wood, hay, straw, his work will be shown for what it is. And I, here's the thing. I know some say uh, there's different interpretations of this, like the first three or, or the good ones and the last three are not. And I believe what the Lord's saying is, is if you build on my foundation, you can build with any of this. You build with what you have. But you're building on that foundation, and it will be shown for what it is because, because it's built on the foundation of Christ. It's not what you have, it's what it's built on. And if it's not built on him, it doesn't matter whether it's gold, silver, whatever it is, it's going to burn. <laughs> but anything built on the foundation of Christ will last, will be strong, because it cannot be shaken. Hebrews 4 says this is the only verse. I'm, I'm not going to preach, so, uh, but I felt like this is important. Uh, it says this. Talks about, I'll just kind of quickly go through this, but um, it says that on the seventh day, God rested from all his work. And um, it says again in the passage above, he says, they shall never enter my rest. There is a rest that the Lord established on the seventh day. I believe the rest was created on the seventh day. Uh, he created on every day. <laughs> he created rest on the seventh day. Uh, it says, it still remains that some will enter this rest, that rest. Uh, there's, I know sometimes it's spoken of, it's like, well, rest is on a one day a week. There's a rest that, that the Lord calls us into that is a, it's a constant place. It's not motionless. It's, it's the foundation of Christ is the place of rest. And so when we look at the rest of our lives, the rest of our lives, that every moment of every day, every thought, everything that we do is grounded on him. And I was writing this earlier, I just was, when my eyes are on him, when my focus is on him, when, I'm, when my thoughts are on him, it's a place of worship to him. But when my thoughts begin to go other directions, I actually step out of the place of my life being a place of worship unto Him. When when thoughts go elsewhere, and I mean, I know we have, you know, we're, we have to eat, we're working, and we're doing all these things, but that our mind and our lives are set upon the rock in everything we do, and that He establishes our steps, every step that we take, that it's almost like every breath that we take is His breath, and that as we breathe out, we breathe out His life because we're breathing in his life. And so he says this, he says, so it remains that some will enter that rest. And those who formerly had the gospel preached to them, they did not go in because of their disobedience. Therefore, God, again, set a certain day, calling it today, when a long time later he spoke through David when he said this, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. 
And then he says this. It says, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. It, it's a place that we live from. It's, the, it's Matthew 11 when Jesus says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Not on a single day, not just at, at moments of time, but that it's the place of remaining in the rest which comes from the yoking with him and the learning from him and understanding his heart which is gentle and humble in heart. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden's light. So before we just go into prayer, and we're going to go into prayer for a second, I'm going to have, uh, Sharon, if you want to read that, uh, and just kind of, we're going to read this. This is Psalm 93, and just close your eyes as Sharon reads this. And then we just go back into that song, and uh, actually with no instruments, when we, when we go into the song, you can play now. Uh, but when we sing this, I just, that song where you said, or we were singing, you're beautiful. And I just, I just want to go back into that before we, and then we're going to press in, we're going to pray, we're going to go after it. Again, keeping it vertical. Uh, but, but if we don't enter into this place of rest, if we don't set this foundation, and then I think we're asking the Lord to, <laughs> to help us or to do whatever needs to happen to reset the foundation of, of Christ in our lives, in, in the rock, in the church of Colorado, in the churches, and in Colorado. That, that everything gets a reset with Christ as the foundation. And, and I, I was just seeing this. I felt like even, like sometimes we're praying for God to do things in the church. And I'm like, I think if, if the church enters into the place of rest, if they enter into the abiding, enter into that, that two-way, like, lifeline with, with Jesus, everything else will, will come into an alignment. It's just the foundation that's, that's missing. So we can pray for all the other things, and it's like you're playing whack-a-mole. But if we can reset the foundation, then everything, comes, then everything grows correctly out of that foundation. So close your eyes, and we're going to just do a reset right now. We're going to reset into this place of rest. We're going we're gonna to adore him, set our eyes on him, and... Uh, let it just be a place just of worship to him just as we as we start into prayer here this is psalm 93 lord we just worship you we just continue to worship you thank you jesus for your majesty look yahweh now reigns as king he has covered himself with majesty and strength wearing them as his splendor garments. Regal power surrounds him as he sits securely on his throne. He's in charge of it all, the entire world, and he knows what he's doing. Lord, you have reigned as king from the very beginning of time. Eternity is your home. Chaos once challenged you. The raging waves lifted themselves up over and over, high above the ocean's depth letting out their mighty roar. Yet at the sound of your voice, they were all stilled by your might. What a majestic king, filled with power. Nothing could ever change your royal decrees. They will last forever. Holiness is the beauty that fills your house. You are the one who abides forevermore. 
thank you that you tell us, say, set your eyes on me. I'm the author, I'm the perfecter of your faith. I'm the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. Lord, I thank you that there is none like you. Lord, I pray for your church. I pray for your people. I pray for Colorado. Lord, to be set upon you. I pray that, that we would set our lives, Lord, on a firm foundation that cannot be shaken that when the storms come and the storms will come we know that <laughs> it's not that those that set on their lives on the firm foundation avoid the storm it says that they stand they stand firm in the storm they stand on your word they stand on your truth so, Lord, awaken our hearts and help us to reset that foundation in you. Show us the areas of our heart, Lord, where we're misaligned, where we don't see rightly. Lord, we want to see rightly. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Awaken our hearts, Lord. We say break off that spirit of fear, the timidity, the things where we would shrink back when you call us to move forward. Rest is not motionless. It is movement in you. It is that enduring grace. It is the strength of the Holy Spirit to move according to your ways, according to your words, according to the movement of your spirit, that we would walk in lockstep with your spirit, that we would see the fruit come forth. We would see the fruit of your spirit, and Lord, that there would be great fruit that would come forth. Lives would be saved. Lord, we know there are so many lost souls right around us in our communities where we live, work, and play. Some in the church. <laughs> Lord, we ask you for the awakening of our hearts to see what you see, to hear what you're speaking to us. Lord, that we enter into the fullness of the rest that you call us to. That we remain in that rest. That we remain in you and abide in you. So Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. It's all about you. You are our firm foundation. You are our strength. You're our hope. You're the breath of life. We bless your name tonight. I'm going to come into prayer, so 
As you, if you want to pray, just raise your hand. Let me know. I'll come around. Here we go. Red Bull and the Holy Spirit don't mix too well. <laughs> so I'm going to hope I can slow this down. I love how the Holy Spirit just works across all of us. Pastor Mike just said about the foundation. It's what I've been praying into. And so I just want to lift up and pray about that as well. Um, over, the, over this week, I got a little distracted wasn't nothing big, it was something really small, but it was outside of God's will for me. And it was almost like a small, tiny little crack inside of the foundation. Um, being a single dad, my responsibilities to my kids and kind of drew a little bit of attention away from them. But Lord, I just want to pray that you strengthen up that foundation in those little areas that our attention, my attention might be pulled away that's outside of your will. I pray, Lord, that you draw my eyes back to you. Yeah. Jesus, I pray for more death. Allow me to die to myself more and more every single day. Even though it's the smallest areas, it does not matter. I don't want to have my foundation have any kind of cracks inside yeah. of it, Lord. So I pray, Lord, that you would just reveal those areas to me, to all of us as a church, as a community. I just thank you for your spirit, Lord. I thank you the way that you move upon us, Lord, that we can all uh, be in sync with each other. Holy Spirit, I thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, first I want to thank you. I want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to recognize, Lord Jesus, that, that we are weak vessels, Lord, that we are nothing without you that you are alone are our strength, Lord. Psalm 62 says, For God alone my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaking. So Lord Jesus, I thank you because you are my strength. Thank you because you are the only one, Lord, that leads us, that takes us, that shows us, Lord, that there is nothing without you, Lord. Father, I just pray for every single one of those pastors who are, whose hearts are burdened, Lord Jesus, with the weight of their bride, of their church, Lord. I just pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you show them, that you open their eyes, that they may see, Lord Jesus, that it is not their weight to carry, Lord. It is not their weight to tarry on their own, Lord. They are yoked with you. Let them see that it's a burden that they need to let go. They need to put it and lay down on you, Lord Jesus, because you're the one that gives us that lightness, Lord, because your burden is light. So, Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for a church that prays, Lord. We thank you for the church, Lord Jesus, that strengthens one another, Lord Jesus. Because when we come together, Lord, there is nothing, Lord Jesus, nothing that will push us, that will shake us, Lord. Because we are standing firm on you and together, Lord Jesus, like a beautiful mesh Lord Jesus, every single cell is put together and uniting, Lord Jesus, and sharing that weight, Lord. So, Father, I just pray right now, Lord, that this awakening.
comes that individuals or just these beautiful spiritual leaders will know to stand firm in you, to be strengthened, Lord, to let go and see that there is rest, that there is no reason to tarry, Lord. We are tarrying in you, meaning we receive that rest. So, Lord, we welcome, Lord Jesus, every single one of these pastors. We just pray for their strength, Lord. We pray that you open their eyes, Lord Jesus, that they may go after other individuals that will help them get strengthened, Lord, that they will dig their feet deep into your word, Lord, that they may dig deep, Lord Jesus, into your presence, that they may go on their knees and may thank you, Lord, and they may let go of those burdens. So, Lord Jesus, we thank you for that. We thank you for each one of them, Lord, and I pray right now, Lord Jesus, for a new, a fresh anointing over them, Lord, for new water, Lord Jesus, to just fall over them, Lord, a new refreshing wind, Lord Jesus, that will come, Lord Jesus, and will refresh them like mint, Lord Jesus, over their eyes, over their hearts, Lord Jesus, just knowing and, and expressing, Lord Jesus, the magnificent wonder that you are and how much, Lord Jesus, we can just rest in your presence. So we honor you and we praise you for that, Lord Jesus. Amen.
picture of like you know a lazy river in like a, a swim park and then you can just kick your feet up and then it just takes you and then you you, uh, you read the scripture that there's a stream who's there's a river there's a river whose, whose streams make glad the city of God and that if we just let go you know and stop fighting the current and there's a way that is easy his yoke is easy his burden is light yeah, so I'm learning to let go to your river. I'm learning to let go to your ways. I'm learning to let go to your river. I'm learning to let go. It's easy to let go. I'm learning to let go to your river. I'm learning to let go to your ways. I'm learning to let go to your river. I'm learning to let go. Cause easy to let go. It's easy to let go. So easy to let go to your ways. It's easy to let go to your river. It's easy to let go to your ways. Amen. So just to speak to this for a second, for those of you, if you're new, what we're doing here is just, it's that, it's that prayer into a response. So these aren't songs that we've, they're just songs, they're prophetic songs. So they're just in the moment, so we don't have the words for them. But I would just encourage you just um, to sing these out. Sing them loud, just as Luna or Kathy, as they come up with just what they're, what they're 
feel like the Lord's just putting on their heart to sing, what we're doing is we're just coming into corporate agreement to just declare these things in prophetic song as in alignment with the prayers that are being prayed. So it's so good. Um, I just want to confirm what Luna said. Uh, in Matthew 11, Jesus gives true rest. And in verse 25, it says, At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reigned. The nations were angry, and your wrath has come, and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and you should destroy those who destroy the earth. Father, Lord, bless the church with the Holy Spirit in unity. Here we are. We're all yours. Bless the body. Bless the rebels and the prodigals. Bless the misfits, bless the beggars, bless the drunks, bless the children. Bring them all back, Father Lord. We are royalty. We just ask that you continue to unite us. Father Lord, the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. So we bind and rebuke the assignment of the enemy right now. Yahweh rebuke you, Satan, in Jesus' name. Bless the pastors, bless the staff that devote their life. Bless all the elders. Bless the people who come here to shed their light and to be a light in the darkness in Jesus name Amen Father I ask that you begin to visit churches that aren't seeking your presence God that they're doing the good and forsaking the better because they don't they don't know better yet, God. That you would visit them with your presence, that you would visit them with healings, with signs and wonders, Father, that their eyes would be towards you, Jesus. Father, that you would even shake the foundations to the point that they know that their only hope is you. Father, I pray for visitations. I pray for presence in churches that don't ask for it and don't look for it. I ask for um, just your sweetness in the midst of their service like they've never had it before in the midst of a traditional hymn where they're just going through the motions and the words, God, that you would fill the air, that your breath would fill the air, God, and they would experience you in ways that make them so hungry, so hungry they would lay down the programs and the things that that are good but not better 
Father, and, and pick you up. Pick up Jesus and follow hard after you. They would run the race, God, that it wouldn't be spectators, but it would be, it would be um, just this amazing synergy of, of movement of all of your children and all of their giftings working together. Father, like the world's never seen. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here. Holy Spirit, I ask for the confirmation of us as sons and daughters of the Most High God. I just, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would release the spirit of adoption into this place. All striving ceases as we become aware of our seat in heaven, where we are seated with him, and that we are no longer at war with God. We have become sons of the Most High. We are receiving the inheritance due to royalty and sons and daughters Father, I ask for your spirit to come and hover in this place for every one of us to experience this fresh awareness of adoption. That as we receive the adoption, we no longer see ourselves as less than who you say we are. We now adopt your eyes. We adopt your ways because we are being fathered by you. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, all across the churches of Colorado, send the spirit of adoption. Send the spirit of adoption for every, every church that proclaims Jesus as Lord. Jesus, come. Let the spirit arise in every one of them to confirm, to confirm their adoption. Jesus, that we would no longer see ourselves inadequate, see ourselves as, as less than. We have been given all. You paid for it all. And so, Holy Spirit, come. Lay a new awareness of our adoption. Come to this state. And every man, woman, and child that proclaims the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, hover. Holy Spirit, hover over them and let them receive a fresh revelation of their sonship. Jesus, come. That when we receive our adoption, we no longer see the world as broken or as, as darkness, but we then adopt the eyes of Christ that sees light, that then calls light, that calls forth life, that does the things of the Father that Jesus did. He only did what his Father was doing. He only spoke what his Father was saying. Why? Because he was the Son. 
and we have been adopted into the same place. Come, Holy Spirit, and confirm that place in Jesus' name. Just in light of what Nathan was just praying, I'm just going to read this. It says, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive the full rights of sons, because you are sons. God sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, the spirit who calls out and cries out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but you're a son. And since you're a son, God has made you also an heir. Lord, I thank you that we are sons. We are, we're the bride. We're sons. I know for the women, it's like, you know how it goes. <laughs> Lord, I thank you that, that we are sons because of a spirit in us, the Holy Spirit that cries out, Abba, Father. And the Father says, that's my son. We're in, he's in us. It's Christ in us that positions us as sons, that positions us as heirs. And then just this other piece in, at the end of Revelation, and it's this cry. It's this cry together of the Holy Spirit and the bride together that say, come. And this is the to, I believe, we're crying out to those that, that don't know him, to those that are far from him, it says, the spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. Lord, I thank you for this awakening that comes as the bride and the spirit come together. As we move by the spirit and we say, come. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Come, eat and drink, that there would be a hunger and a thirst for more of you. Increase that hunger and that thirst in your church. In Colorado, right now, we say increase that hunger in the church of Colorado. Lord, let there be a thirst for more of you, that we would long for more of you. That John 7 where he says, anyone who's thirsty, come and drink that rivers of living water would flow from within us. So, Lord, I thank you for the rivers of water that are to flow from your church, not not just within your church, but from your church. I just see that that river that people can jump into. It's that, that Ezekiel 47 river that it says it's so deep that no man can cross. You get in that, and you're going to get swept away by the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, we just say... Lord, come. Let the spirit of the bride say, come. Adoption, revive us again. 
adoption revive us again spirit of adoption revive us again that's a prayer spirit of adoption oh spirit of adoption spirit oh spirit of adoption spirit of adoption we call on your name jesus spirit of adoption Spirit of adoption, your own, and your yoke is easy, and your way is light, and your road is narrow, but it brings life. Your yoke is easy, your way is light, and your God, the Word was with God. You are our strong foundation. We thank you, Lord, that as we accept you, as your church accepts you, your promise to us is that you will write your laws upon our hearts and minds. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, to the entire church. Those who begin to believe in you, it's a journey, Lord, but you can make that journey short. And we just pray for supernatural catching up of the church into your truth. We thank you, O oh Lord, that your word does not return void. All they have to do is open the Bible, and you will explain the mysteries of your love. We thank you, Lord, that we can trust you, that you will keep in perfect peace all of them who trust in you, and you are trustworthy. Bring to our minds, captivate us with the ways that you have come alongside us, that you have dwelt within us, and that you have saved us, Lord saved us from our sin, saved us from very many, so many things, that you have blessed us, Lord, that you are Jehovah Jireh, you have healed us, Lord, you are our Jehovah Rapha. We thank you that you are our strong tower and there is nothing that is too hard from you. So captivate our minds, Lord, and create in us clean hearts and renew in us a righteous spirit. Take not your Holy Spirit from us, Lord. We just thank you that you are trustworthy and that you are love. Your love permeates us. Your love draws us into a deeper relationship, Lord. Your love is that river that we can swim in, Lord, and that we can just lay in, that we can rest in. And no matter what we do, we can trust that your love has us, Lord, and that your will will be fulfilled. Bring your will through your church, Lord, in Christ's name. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, we just pray 
um, yeah, just it takes God to love God. Mm. Um, Lord, I just thank you for like the Asbury revival and the um, somebody that went there said that it was like instead of the presence coming because a bunch of people who knew sought the Lord were were pulling on heaven and coming down as like a bunch of people who maybe didn't know how to seek God were being encountered by the Lord coming down to them um, and God we just pray for um, just it takes God to love God uh, just in my own heart and just for the church in Colorado Lord just pray just for that grace to realize when we're walking in our own strength we're walking in pursuing good things but not pursuing it out of the power of the spirit but just out of our own strength Lord just pray that you just open eyes just to see that um, and just to see that uh, just the the lack of fruit that comes from that or just to see what um, what's available in you God and just that your yoke is easy and your burden is light Lord and I just thank you that you're just releasing your judgment on the church and that your judgment is mercy um, and that mercy triumphs over judgment, Lord, that that is what you have purposed in your heart, God, for Colorado, Lord. And so just pray that you just release just the mercy of God, um, just the mercy, mercy, just to touch hearts, Lord, and just to turn hearts, Lord, just to open eyes that um, can't see, that haven't seen you, Lord, just for all the people that have gone to church their whole life and have never rarely felt the presence of Jesus that have rarely had their hearts softened by um, just uh, that just there's so much more available for them God and just pray Lord um, and just for us <laughs> um, and just pray Lord that you just um, that you just open our eyes it takes God to love God um, and I was just reading that Exodus chapter where he says show me your glory um, he's like the Lord God who's merciful and gracious and compassionate. This is your glory, Lord. This is who you are, that you release mercy as judgment. And um, and so we just pray for the mercy of God. And it says in that passage too, my presence will go with you and uh, I will be your rest. Which I never saw that until just tonight. So Lord, we just thank you for the rest of God. And just thank you, Lord, for just like the Asbury revival, Lord, that you would come. And that you would initiate, Lord, just in your mercy, um, just the masses of people, the church, people who have gone to church and the people who have never gone, Lord, just just release just the divine. You came down on the cross. You came down throughout human history. You initiated. You started everything, Lord. You moved on hearts, Lord. It's a, if it wasn't for your grace, God, none of us would be here, Lord, none of our hearts would be tender towards you, God. So we just pray, just God, just it takes God to love God. We just ask for our own hearts, Lord. We ask for the hearts, um, everybody in Colorado, just ask God, just pour out your, your judgment, which is mercy. Just pour out your spirit, which is grace, God, and, uh, and just draw, draw us deeper, Lord. Just, uh, just release that breakthrough of the revelation of who you are and drawing people to who you are. Jesus' holy name. Amen.
demonstrates his love in this while we were still separated Christ died for us oh God demonstrates his love in this while we were still separated Christ died for us God we need your mercy 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 So in 2 Corinthians 4 8 through 10. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. And then what he's whispered in my ear a few times after I've read this this week is, but did you die? <laughs> that, that sarcastic, but did you die? No. And then, and then he softened it, and he changed the perspective. And he said, but have you died? So we, having this hard-pressed and this perplexed and persecuted and abandoned and destroyed victim mindset is just that crack in that foundation that a lot of people in the church have and get offended by. They get offended by these things that are happening in life. So, Father, I just ask that you bring down that spirit of offense, that you fill the hearts and the holes in the hearts of the people who are in these predicaments in this life and then and then being hard pressed he showed me um diamonds that how they're created they're created through immense pressure and heat and um we each are a diamond his diamond and the foundation we stand on it's not concrete it's not gold it's not silver it's a diamond it's it's undestroyable it's the it's the hardest foundation there is it can't cannot be cracked so father we just stand on your diamond foundation in this church and we ask that you bring that that diamond foundation to every single one of your believers and then he zoomed out and there were billions of diamonds on this ring that was shaped in the crown on his hand and each and every one of us was a uniquely cut diamond a different cut a different shape every every one of us was different but we all had the same value we hold the same value no matter where we are in life father so i also ask that you lift up those who feel repressed who feel smaller than anyone around them father and i ask that you just lift them up right now and you show them that they are royalty, that their foundation is set upon you and that that is immovable. And I call out all this spirit of religion as well. 
and remove that crack in the foundation and all the offense that comes in the spirit of religion, Father. I just ask that you soften the hearts of those who think they have you but are are blinded by the spirit of religion. I ask that you remove the blinders and allow them to see and know you for who you truly are and that you love them and that you're holding them in the palm of your hand. And I say these things in Jesus' name. I just want to say, just to what, just the last two here, um, with Scarlett and with Jonathan, this is this place that, where we want to be strong, but we just have to make sure that our strength is in Christ alone. That it's never in our own strength and it's never in our own abilities and we're never looking at what we can do to accomplish things for the Lord, but allowing Him to accomplish things through us. And really, that's that place of humility where we never, we realize our weakness and that we cannot do it alone. And just these scriptures, the, the Beatitudes, the beginning of the Beatitudes, where it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And actually, the next one's good too. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. So, Lord, I just pray for that our mindset, we would be careful never to think that we have it figured out. But it's that complete dependence upon you, Jesus, that just as we breathe oxygen, that, that we realize that we have to breathe you in. And it's, it's that daily bread, that you're our daily bread, that we can't go without you for a day. We can't go without you for a moment. We never can think that we have this all figured out. It's just eyes on you, Jesus. So I just ask on, on the behalf of myself, on the behalf of the church, that we just would repent from ever thinking that we have this figured out, but that we would set our eyes on you, Jesus, not looking at, at ourselves as better. And this is what happens in the church. I love, what Scarlett, what you were just praying about the spirit of religion which creates the offense. And, and I just felt that, oh, that we would, in that spirit of religion, thinking that we have it all figured out, that that we can become offended by what other churches would say or that they have it wrong and we have it right. And, but yet we're supposed to come alongside each other and build up the church and lift each other up as we're one church in Christ. And so, Lord, I just ask you for a spirit of repentance for the church, that we would humble ourselves, that we would be the meek ones, that we would be those that are poor in spirit, that we would be those that are contrite, we would be those that hunger and thirst for more of you. And then, Lord, would you fill us? Fill us with your spirit. Jesus. just want to pray for our hearts. We were doing Mark 4. Um, Lord, we thank you that your word is good seed. And we pray for our own hearts, for the Rock Church, for the region and beyond, God. We pray for the body of Christ. We pray for our hearts, God, that our hearts would not be hardened. God, where the word comes, your word, your rhema word, your scripture, your, your word to our hearts by the Holy Spirit, 
and where Satan would come and just snatch it away because our hearts are offended, our hearts are hardened. God, we repent and ask that you would forgive us for hardening our hearts to protect our hearts, not trusting you to protect us, but trying to protect our own hearts, and it makes us hardened. God, we ask that you would forgive us as the body of Christ for being hardened, God, hardened, hardened to the oppressed and to the poor and to those that are different, even hardened to those that are in sin. God, that we wouldn't harden our hearts towards them, but that our hearts would overflow with compassion. Forgive us, Lord. And Lord, as your word comes to us, God, we pray that our hearts um, would not be shallow, um, like gravel where where the, the word is planted and it's, it springs up, but there's no depth. God, we ask that you would take us deep into your heart, that we would have depth in the spirit mm-hmm. and depth and endurance and perseverance, God, and that we would receive your word joyfully, but that we would have deep roots that would go deep in the word of God. And Jesus, you are the word. Help us to go deep into your heart, as well as into scripture, as well as into you speaking to us daily. But God, we pray that you would make us ones that endure, that we would endure. We would have endurance and perseverance, God. We would not be shallow. We would not be looking to our own um, pleasures or our own lives, God. Our hearts would be so fixed on you that in partnership with you as your bride, God, that we would live our lives for you and have depth. And that when trouble or persecution comes on account of your word, God, that we would not wilt and fall away, but that we would stand strong. And Lord, we thank you for your word and pray that it would not our hearts would not be half-hearted, God, like where there's thorns and there's thistles, and where the cares of this world world, and the seduction of wealth and distractions from desires, that it would choke out your word, God. We pray that that would not be us, that we would not be unproductive. God, we ask that you would forgive us as the body of Christ for being half-hearted, for having one foot in the world and one foot in Christ. There is no such thing as being in Christ with only half a heart for you, God. Give us a whole heart for you, we pray in Jesus' name, that we would not be seduced by this world or distracted. And we, God, I pray in Jesus' name that the church would produce, God, that we would produce 30, 60, 90-fold, God, that we would have good fruit. Lord, forgive us, God. The church, we just, like a gerbil, just going round and round. We, The church has been doing their thing, but... We have to have the fruit, the fruit of salvation, the fruit of of the harvest being, being harvested, God. So we pray that we would be good soil, that we would have whole hearts, open hearts, tender hearts to you, that we would receive your word and that our lives would bear good fruit, that there would be this great harvest and that we would be ready as your children, as your adopted, beloved children, filled with your spirit wrapped in Christ. We praise you and thank you and ask that we would harvest the harvest field as white, that we would have tender, open, 
whole hearts for you. Forsaking all, our hearts fixed on you, Jesus. Have your way. more prayers here and then we're going to wrap up. I know we're a little over, but this is good. You know, Mike's brought up kind of the theme tonight has been cracks in the foundation and making sure our foundation is really in Christ Jesus because he's the only sure foundation. And, and the Lord just started speaking to me and uh, what Scarlett said about a religious spirit and uh, I really think that the key to you know, let's be honest. We don't see the cracks in our foundation. The truth is that we can't see it. But the thing that protects us the most, now you think of a religious spirit. That's somebody that can pray really well. They can speak scripture really well. The Pharisees were great at that. However, it takes true humility to recognize and to fill the cracks in those foundations. And sometimes we don't even understand. You know, do you know a religious spirit can fake true humility? True humility we find from Moses in Numbers 3. He says, Mo Moses, he writes, Moses was the most humble of all men. Now that, in our understanding, humility, that sounds like arrogance. But he was totally dependent on God, which we need to be totally dependent on him. When we're totally dependent on him, you know it's really hard to offend. I know we're keeping it, we're keeping it vertical. Pardon? I'm going to pray. I just want to say this, though. I think it's really important. I forgot what I was going to say. Lord, <laughs> wasn't important, obviously. <laughs> anyway, I believe that the Lord Jesus is really walking close to us. And when our foundation is built on him, you see, Pride is the thing that comes in and ruins us. You can't, you can't really offend a humble person. But you can offend a proud person because they think they're better. Jesus, help us to walk in total dependence 
on you, to you. Everything we do, Lord, we want to be dependent on you. We never want to think of ourselves as better than others because that's the very foundation of a crack in the foundation. Lord, help us. Even now, it's just you minister to our hearts. Show us any area, Lord, where we have moved away from dependence upon you, which is true humility. And Lord, help us to be humble because that's where the love comes. The love comes for you. The love comes for others. So help us, Lord Jesus. And we look to you in all of this. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, I believe this is a, a prophecy for the Rock Church, and Mike will uh, evaluate it as, as he should. But I'll just give it as I got it. Lord, bless the Rock. Anoint this place as your prophetic training hub. Let the people come from left and right, from here and there. Let the people come to get their word, but then let them seek to learn the Lord's word and hear the Lord's word. Then let them seek to contend for the word uh, of, for others. Lord, let this be like Samuel's house, a place of living and learning the prophetic. And like a skilled archer shooting his arrow a long way on target, so shall the word of the Lord be accurately sent forth a long way from the rock, who is Jesus. I'm going to pray into this from Matthew, but it's words from Misty Edwards first. I'm in love with a king who became a slave. I'm in love with a God who is humble. You got to go down if you want to go up. And you got to go lower if you want to go higher and higher. Well, you got to hide and do it in secret if you want to be seen by God. Because it's the inside, outside, upside down kingdom where you lose to gain and you die to live. We wear the marks of the overcomers because we're destitute in spirit. We wear the marks of the overcomers because we mourn. We wear the marks of the overcomers because we are humble. We wear the marks of the overcomers because we are hungry and thirsty for righteousness. We wear the marks of the overcomers because we're merciful. We wear the marks of the overcomers because we're pure in heart. We wear the marks of the overcomers because we make peace. And we wear the marks of the overcomers because we're persecuted for righteousness' sake. Father, thank you <laughs> that it is the inside, outside, upside down kingdom. Everything I just read is shunned by the world. And everything I just read is what sets us apart from the world. We go down to come up. We go lower, and then you take us higher, Father. And we bear these marks because we're growing in the image of our Jesus. When you read those characteristics in Matthew, it's really talking about him. And we are imitators of him. And if we're imitators of him and we're being made into his image, we're going to stand out because we're going the wrong direction in the eyes of the world. But we're blessed because we do. Amen. I'm just going to tell you what, would you guys just stand up? And 
just close with this verse here. Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you even for just the things that you showed us, that you revealed in our heart. We thank you even just, I just feel like there's, you just kind of showed us some ways to pray, even this week, as we just pray over our own lives, as we pray over the church, as we pray over Colorado. So may the God who gives endurance and encouragement, may he give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus, as you set your eyes on Jesus, so that with one heart and with one mouth that we would glorify the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The next verse, it says that we would accept one another then, just as Christ accepted us in order to bring praise to God. And so, skipping down a few verses, so may the God of hope fill each of us with all joy and with peace as we trust in Jesus so that we may be that we may overflow with this hope that comes from him by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we pray this. Lord, would you fill us to overflowing? Give us this hope that goes beyond our own understanding, that we would see what you see. We would hear what you're saying, your very words. And that we would walk by your spirit, in the power of your spirit, every moment of every day. We thank you, Jesus, for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Our hearts are set upon you. Have your way. May you be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen.